<laughs> you found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls on today's episode. Me and Pat are going to talk about the Chicago Bulls releasing their schedule, big games from across the NBA that we may be interested in, and Shannon Sharp is actually joining First Take. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That is Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. But Pat, let's get into it. The Chicago Bulls have released their schedule. Uh, we'll talk about the national TV games and all that stuff that they have. But the, the real story here is they created a Pokemon-style video to announce this schedule, and it was literally the greatest Thing, the greatest schedule release of all time. It's never going to be beat. It's not not anything. Like I guess maybe in twenty years when our kids are our age, they'll probably do like a Fortnite version of this, and it'll be the same thing to them. <laughs> but like right now, the Pokemon one uh, it kills it. What did you think about this that uh, release video, Pat? It was a great release. It's top. I haven't seen all of them, so I don't know who what everybody else did. It's top five for sure. I saw another one that was. Uh, I'm trying to think. Somebody else had a really, really cool one. I can't think of whose it was right now, but I've seen a couple of them that are like really cool. I can't think of which team it was. The worst is the Pacers by far. Did you see the Pacers? Uh, I don't check for the Pacers. No, hey, what bro, they, they did. The, you, they, there's like a trend on TikTok where like you just push jars downstairs with colorful liquid in it and it breaks. They did that. The Bulls was ragged. That's cool. With, with literally a TikTok square text above it like they made the whole thing on a cell phone bro like it's, oh, it's, it's terrible so the bulls are dominating uh i love the pokemon theme i was very excited it took me back to my game boy color days this is how you knew it was cold right this is how you knew it was cold it was what four minutes and like 58 seconds long yeah at no point was i like this is too long like i got to a point where i was like we're gonna go through all 82 teams like this okay <laughs> i'm gonna be here for it let's keep it going i'm gonna have to watch a full-on show give me the movie yeah you know i mean yeah I yeah. want to be the very best. I thought we was getting the, the Battle of Mewtwo in that month. Let's keep it going, man. <laughs> Look, bro. And then they had uh, they had uh, Adam Silver as the professor. Like it was, it was literally perfect. It was when he slid in. Yeah. When he slid in, I was weak. <laughs> it was literally perfect. The only thing they were missing were, was old man Jerry uh, at, at the trade deadline saying, "Don't acquire, don't bring on any more money." Like that's the only thing that they Jerry's when they were passing by the February schedule, they just had Jerry. They said, "Do no more money. You're done. You're done." Is, is Jerry just a ditto at this point? Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, we could say that because him and and Michael Ryan are the same person, same person, same guy. They said same he guy. said he said he turned it over to Michael. What well, we didn't know is Jerry just turns around. He's like, Michael's my middle name, <laughs> <laughs> which it is. So. <laughs> is it really? It really is. It really is middle name. Jerry. <laughs> 
<sighs> oh god! But no, man. I thought that was that. That was an elite schedule release. Uh, and I, I, I love the, the fact. Hold on. Now, here's here's what I do have to ask. Right, and we're gonna talk about the big games as well. But the Wimby hype is kind of crazy right now. Like, the, why, why is yeah. Wimby making the making the the schedule release? I mean, because bro, like that. He's he's the new shiny toy around the NBA. It just it is what it is, bro. Like. Unfortunately, that's where we sit right now. And, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf is on some stuff, too, because Jerry Reinsdorf's name is Jerry Michael Reinsdorf. Michael's name is Michael Jerry Reinsdorf. You might be on to something here, brother. We've never gone down this conspiracy theory. You might be on to something here, bro. I'm telling you, it's the same. Like, I'm not saying they're the same, like, physical being. I think Jerry found a way to clone himself, and it's just <laughs> him again younger. Like, it's, a, that's it. it's, not a, it's not a same person thing. It's a clone? It's like, a clone. <laughs> or, 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 or listen, he, he's the alternate version. Like, what, what is it in, in Marvel now? What is all, all the things? What, uh, uh, variants. It's, it's just a variant. He's that's a variant. All. He's from a, variant a different from timeline. He just went and snatched them from a different timeline. That's it. Uh, that's, that's crazy, bro. Not a better timeline, apparently. Like, you couldn't go get the Jerry Reinsdorf that won championships in the 2000s. No, because they're all cheap. That's one thing that stays ah. the same. And so, you know, with, with in the MCU, <laughs> like, the uh, Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch is called a, a Nexus being, meaning she's the exact same in every universe. Yeah. It, it, Jerry's cheap in every universe. It, that's the one constant. No matter if, what. No matter <laughs> what. If there's a universe where Jerry isn't cheap, it dies. Like, it's just like, oh, we can't have this. <laughs> you got to kill it. Out, outside of the big games that we're going to talk about, um, I mean, the, the one thing, my one takeaway from the schedule is I do think it's a favorable schedule for the Chicago Bulls. I think that it's a that it falls pretty evenly and there's enough stretches where I could see the Bulls gaining confidence and we're not getting all of our right. Like we're playing the Boston Celtics back to back. Not even you're going to win one, lose one or, or like you find a way to win both. I, I think that it's pretty spaced out, which could be good or bad for the Bulls. Right. Because we could beat all the good teams. But when the Orlando Magic came to town, things got tough. So I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like it was a pretty favorable schedule in favor of what the Bulls are trying to do. I mean, it's a nice schedule for the Bulls. I will say, uh, let's go over the national uh, televised games here for a second. So the Bulls have, they have, well, they have three on ESPN, one on TNT, and then three on NBA TV, which NBA TV they, they count it as a nationally televised game because technically you can get it all across the nation. You just got to pay for it. So um, if, if at any point Jim Boylan pops up on my screen, it's not a national uh, network, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that's a I mean, local cable talk, right Keep there, in mind, bro. he does work for Team USA. So, well, like, I think he got another job as, a, as an assistant coach with somebody. I think he's well, on, good. Like, on, like, oh, a yeah. serious bench, too. I think he's on, like, is he on Miami's bench? No, I think it's, I think it's the Pacers, honestly. I think you're right. I think he's with Rick Carlisle right now. Which Rick Carlisle's are strong enough. Yep, it's the Indiana Pacers. He's the assistant coach for them. So shout out to them. Hey, maybe he can help us uh, implode from the inside. You know how like Lovey helped us get the number one overall pick? Maybe Jim Boylan's secretly gonna help Lovey us. Lovey got us to a Super Bowl first. Like Jim Boylan didn't True. even get us 30 wins. <laughs> <laughs> but so the Bulls uh have those games. Uh we do I think the biggest game, at least. That I would think you're just looking at. Yeah, we got Toronto and TNT. It's our only TNT game. The Bulls better win that. Uh, well, it's in it's in Toronto, so uh, the Chicago uh, the TNT Bulls streak will stay alive. Yeah. But uh, New York in Madison Square Garden, January third. I think that's a pretty big game. 
I, think, I know you hate the Knicks. I hate the Knicks too, but like I do recognize them as a decent team in the East. I just I just think that that's a that's a game to me where um it, what's that on? That's on ESPN. Yeah, it's on ESPN. It's a big game because it's an ESPN game. Yeah, like I, like if it was a regular Bulls Knicks game, it's not a big game. It's a big game because the ESPN game, the national media gets to see in you. Madison Square Garden. In Madison yeah. Square Garden, like I, you care more because that's going to be what the national judgment's going to be. And I'm not gonna lie. Here's my thing: just make it easier for us to 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 fight back this year, Bulls. That's all we're looking for here. Like we just want we want to be able to defend you a little bit better. And when you lose all the national games, that makes it really hard. That's a fact. That's a fact. One of our ESPN games as well is against the Bucks uh, Friday night game on March first, which could be a nice one. I have a I have a cautious hot take here. Okay. I guess I don't think hot takes can be cautious, so maybe it's just a hot take. We saw the Milwaukee Bucks lose a lot of games last season versus teams that were kind of subpar in in a couple of stretches there. And then mm-hmm. we see them lose to the Miami Heat. Milwaukee Bucks might be heading the other direction. Not out of the playoffs. Not out of the playoffs. Not out of the top five, probably. But I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this season we saw a Bucks team that was sitting fourth or third in the Eastern Conference. Still up there, right? But just like I like with, with the Bucks, in my mind, Giannis is the best player in the Eastern Conference. And so you should be number one. I mean, I, I I mean I can't fight against that, right? But I, I guess I'm not as down on them as you are. I still like the Bucks roster overall, and I think the Bucks are probably still going to be one two in the East. Uh, I can't see because what who we're looking at them and Boston, Philly, the well, Cavs. Boston, I think I think Boston will be up there. I think the Cavs after another year will start to move into the right direction. I don't think they'll be dominant in the playoffs still because Donovan Mitchell playoffs that don't go together. Um, and I think we had I think we had Miami lower, but Miami might be a little bit higher this year if the Dame trade goes through because I think Miami's going to be one of those teams that signs all of those names that we're like, hey. What's that dude not doing in the NBA? And it's just like, oh, well, you know, we signed we signed DeMarcus Cousins down in Miami. We signed, we, you know what I mean? Like they gonna they gonna yeah. go for the guys that like are out of the league that still can play. The Bulls come into this season with the ninth ranked hardest schedule in the NBA. Really? Yeah. What are we ranking that on? I think I well you, things that go on the strength of schedule aren't just the opponents because everybody pretty much plays each other, but it's it looks at the number of back to backs, the number of away games that are in a row, the amount of rest that you're going to have. The yeah. Bulls once again that we were last season as well. We're we're not going to have the rest advantage in a lot of these games. We have five different stretches of three or more row games in a row during the season. So, How many back to backs we got this year? Uh, let's see. I don't know if they've they come out with that, that number. Down? I'm not about normally, to count that myself. So no, uh, no, no. Normally that's the normally that's the one that mugs sit there and, and break down just how many backs to backs there are. But backs to backs, back to backs to backs, backs to backs sounds like never mind. Uh, Zion Williamson might be a part of it. But at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it, like it's it's. I feel like this is a more favorable schedule than probably ninth but i also haven't seen kind of where everyone else ranks either 
Who's got the hardest schedule in the league this year? Uh, hardest schedule. Let's go back. Where was my cheat sheet? Hardest schedule in the uh is the Pistons, surprisingly enough. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, that sucks for them, right? <laughs> that sucks for them. I'm not even a Detroit fan. That sucks. Again, like, how are we ranking this, though? Like, we ranking this on, I guess, the rest thing, right? Like, that goes into it, major <laughs> back-to-backs probably. I don't know, man. Like, that's also weird, though, because remember at the end of the second half of last season, it was like, now the Bulls have, like, the third easiest schedule in the NBA. So, it's like, yeah. so okay, we like, we kind of got it easy, but it's still have, hard. I don't know. We have nine sets of back-to-backs this season. Jesus. That's a lot of back-to-backs, bro. You counted that right? Yeah, I counted that. Yeah, I double counted it just to make sure I wasn't off. Nine sets of back-to-backs. That's a lot of back-to-backs. Bro, that's a lot of back-to-backs, bro. Like, <laughs> I got I to gotta go sit here and recount that myself. Not saying I don't trust you. But hey, like, go, hey, hey, listen, we're a team. Please check my work. I just, that's a lot of back-to-backs, bro. We start the season with a back-to-back. Oh, no, that's January. Never mind. Hey, look, they ain't put Lonzo Ball on it this time. Uh <laughs> Let me see here. That's tough, man. Do, do we? Do you have an ad read today, dog? Like, we yes. Just, Are we past the? the <laughs> bro, so we like thirteen oh. minutes in. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so next up, we're gonna be talking about some marquee games from around the NBA as a whole. But before we do that, gotta talk to you guys about our sponsor, and that is Fanduel. Football season is about to kick off, and Fanduel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just Pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, Pat. Did you check my work? Was I right? Is it nine back-to-backs? Maybe I, I double-counted one on there. It may be eight. Hey, bro, uh, uh, I think you are wrong, but because I think there's 12. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, hold up, hold up. I got to do my math again now. <laughs> 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 That's a lot of back-to-backs, hey, brother. Now I see why we got the ninth. You see, see? Back to the back to backs make that uh, make it tough on the amount of row. And did you see all those uh, row games that we got where it's like four or five row games in a row? Like the Bulls have they have a tough schedule, and it's not something that you want to overlook, man. Yeah, bro, we got 12 back to backs. 12 that's crazy. That is honestly a ridiculous amount of back to backs, but see, it's no, nah, that's a lot of back-to-backs. Because that's a lot say, of back-to-backs. I was gonna say it's more because we get we have days like for us, our work schedule is gonna be great, right? Because this is because this is how we talk about a lot of this, right? So we have a back-to-back versus Toronto, and then we got a back-to-back versus Brooklyn. Then we play Utah on a Monday, Phoenix on a Wednesday. We don't play again for three days. We got a back-to-back then. So like the rest is built in, but it's weird. Like there's like four day stretches with no game. Which I don't even know if that's an advantage. Like, 
And then I, I noticed the NBA is doing this thing now too, which this is kind of what they do in the in the WNBA more. But do you see how there's a lot of times, for example, like we uh, go to uh, no Orlando comes here and we face them twice on this on the 15th and 17th of November, but they're both games in Chicago. And then same thing with Miami. It's so whether they cutting down travel like that, yeah. So teams are going to stay in the city for a couple of days and go ahead and and finish. And same thing, middle of December, we go to Miami. We play both our games in Miami in back-to-back. Not back-to-back the same day, but there's a day between it. So, I mean, the NBA is trying its best, like, to really condense down the travel, which is very evident with how the schedule goes. And I honestly think that's a smart Thing that the NBA is doing. I would like to see they do that more, kind of like make it almost like a homestand, like in baseball, right? Some of it. Some, of, some it. of it. Some of it. I give it for- some of these are dumb as heck. Like, we got a home and away game. We play Golden State in Chicago. After that game, we got to fly to San Antonio to play. Um, and that's a back-to-back. Now, that's that's, that's on the 12th and 13th of January. That's We've got, crazy. We got a home and away game. We play Toronto in Toronto, and then we got to fly out of Toronto to go to Charlotte. That's tough. We yeah, they, they tried where they could, and then you and then all this, all the sensible tough. travel goes out the window at the end of the season. Like I don't know if you look at like those last oh, eight game of the, the season. End of the Clippers, like it, from Brooklyn to Minnesota, like it's like <laughs> we're gonna fly you all over. Trying the country, to be global bro. out here, bro. <laughs> But, you know, uh, outside of the Bulls, man, what are some of the games, that you, if you got a chance to look at the general NBA schedule that you're looking the most forward to? We don't get a rematch of the of the uh, finals until February 29th, the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets there. We don't know what that Miami Heat team is going to look like. That's a game that I have circled on my calendar. And then, of course, we have uh, the Spurs versus the Dallas Mavericks October 25th. So that's the first week of the season. We get to see Wimby versus Luka. Uh, so what, what are some of the games that stand out to you? Um, October 26, early on in the season, Lakers versus Suns. That's, is, that should be a fun game. Is LeBron and Kevin Durant a matchup that we will finally see again? We haven't seen them play against each other since 2018. Really? They have not There's, played a single game against each other since 2018. There's no way both of them are going to be healthy, dude. In October, and it's the beginning. Yeah. The beginning nobody, of the year. Nobody, nobody. It is not gonna happen. It's the beginning of the year. We can't get him out there. LeBron gonna pull a pull a hammy. It, I, that's that's the one game that I really want to see because they're right. Like you, you get to see Lakers versus Suns. You get to see that matchup. I think the Lakers are a better defensive team, of course. Right, the Suns being a better offensive team. And are we finally going to get to see LeBron versus Kevin? And even if we do, the part that I hate is like they all shy away from each other. Like Kevin Durant's not going to go at LeBron. LeBron's not going to go at Kevin. We almost never see that anymore. So that is what it is. That's that's one that I I have circled and. Um, you know what? Bulls Bulls Celtics is always one that I have circled on my radar. We always play them tough. We always, we play, always tough. play the Celtics tough. For the most part, we've come out of those games feeling like our team is heading in the right direction. And I think kind of how both of us believe that this Bulls team is going to take a step forward this season, you know, it doesn't have to be a vast step, but winning those games this year, is, I think is going to mean a lot more if we can win a lot of the ones that we were supposed to win last year. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it on that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys that Locked on Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Pat, one thing we got to talk about, man, we, we look at everything. We're creative. Shannon Sharp who left undisputed is joining ESPN to be on first take. Now he's going to only be on two times a week, uh, at least to start. I I expect that to be expanded on uh, oh, yeah. within the first year for sure, because Shannon uh, Sharp and uh, Stephen A. Smith is definitely going to get the ratings up a lot. So uh, what do you think about Shannon joining first take? I love it uh, because I think it's, it, it's somebody who's coming into debate. Stephen A. that has a more modern perspective of, all the different games, but also can sit there and take it back with you because he was a part of the eras before. Um, I like Mad Dog on the show, but Mad Dog's just, he, he old. And I like the dynamic with Mad Dog and, and JJ Redick. Um, but even to me, right, like a lot of the stuff that JJ says, I'm like, yeah, that's a very modern way to look at it. But I also don't agree 100% with that. I think Shannon kind of falls right in the middle of that. And I think that that's going to be the best dynamic to bring to the show because at the end of the day, you know, you have to have that mix of analytics with going out there and getting the job done. I can yeah. give you all the analytics in the world to tell you that Zach Levine's a, a, a better defender and all of this, and that don't mean he won't get blown by at the end of the day. I can tell you that, you know, uh, uh, what was it we were looking up the other day, right? Like Bradley Bill, when he said going back to being a top defender in the NBA and being a, a two-way player, we were sitting there, we was like, did we miss this time? We completely yeah. missed it. Right? We did. Numbers that yeah. back it up. I don't yeah. remember seeing it, but apparently we completely missed it. Um, so I, I think that you have to have that balance of the numbers versus what's actually being put on the court. And I think that Shannon Sharp will be able to bring that a little bit of objectivity to it unless it's LeBron James there's no objectivity with LeBron James and so on the flip side of that you know we know that Rachel Nichols and Richard Sherman are joining undisputed oh 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 I thought that was going somewhere else skill how do we how do we get here how do how does that happen how's he gonna <laughs> say Stephen hey, come on Stephen hey Come on now, Stephen A. Come on, come now, on, But yeah, what do you think about Richard Sherman joining Skip over at Undisputed? I, I like the Rachel Nichols part. She knows her stuff. I think she's going to be a fun debater. But uh, of course, Richard Sherman is going to be there more often. What do you think about Richard Sherman? You're not worried about it? you don't. I, I listen, Richard Sherman. Much Here's like I'm never been a fan of Undisputed. Mm-hmm. I like Shannon Sharp. I really like Shannon Sharp. And I like how he debates. I like how he brings his points out. I like how he does his research. I think he does a lot of <clears throat> dives and different things like that. But I'm just, I'm not a fan of like, like the part that kept me watching Undisputed was not Skip Bayless. <laughs> that's what I think the show is going to be right there. That cough. That's oh, what the show going to be. Dang, you just aged yourself, did you? You had to, oh, you had to put man. your glasses on after you coughed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put my glasses on to see because you just threw a lot of shade. I had oh, I, can, I can see a little bit. Yeah, you no. know, I can see a little I, bit. I, now. Listen, and, and I give Skip credit. Here's the one part that, that and me and Kid were talking about this earlier. Here's the part that nobody talks about with Skip. Skip put everybody you see in Skip has pretty much put them on. And Skip wants to put people in position to succeed. I fully believe that. He put Stephen A on, right? But at yeah. the end of the day, Skip has gotten to the point where he don't know where the line is. 
And I think he got to that point with Shannon. I think he'll get to that point with Richard. I think he'll get to that point with Rachel. Uh, he got to that point with uh, who was the young lady who was the host of the show with them before. Um, oh, um, uh, um, I can't remember her name. I can't I remember her name. And, and where basically, you know, he was just like, you know, kind of stay in your place. Like he like, you know, there, there, there's there's that line that Skip don't know not to cross. And I think in his old age, he's a habitual line stepper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he started to be a habitual line stepper really uh, w- once first take really hit its pinnacle. He, you could tell he started. It, you know what? And I'm going to say this. The culture got to stop co-signing Skip Bayless, bro. Like, we got to stop. Like, Skip gets too know. many Who passes. Co-signing Skip? Lil Wayne. Co-sign Skip Bayless and he, that that's that initial that relationship with Little Wayne is exactly when Skip Bayless felt like he could start going and, and having conversations and talking to people in a way that Skip Bayless just ain't ready for. Between that and him having the same damn pair of Jordans he pulls out every time he wants to show off and act like he's a sneakerhead, it's literally that was when it started going left. Here's the thing, though, and this is this is it's tough to say, right? Is Lil Wayne the culture? <laughs> like, I think Lil Wayne is a culture setter, but I don't think he's the culture because, like, Lil Wayne lives in Lil Wayne's world. True, Lil Wayne has Lil no Wayne idea is, what's going you on keep outside. In mind, though, Lil Wayne, for the un- uninitiated, the unaware, the people who don't actually pay attention, yes, he is the culture for them. Like, it just is. We yeah. have a whole generation of rappers who look exactly <laughs> like Lil Wayne. <laughs> Did you just call Lil Wayne the black friend? Is that what you just did? On yeah, the that's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love black people. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lil Wayne's my friend. What do you mean? I can call up Lil Wayne right now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, dog. Nah, I don't know. Like, I, I love Wayne. Listen, best rapper alive, in my opinion. It is what it is. Uh, fight, argue with your mama, not me. But for me... Listen, uh, I went back and listened to his freestyle on Give Me What You Got. And like... It's just so like Little Wayne literally dropped bars that still to this day. Keep in mind, I've I've been a Little Wayne fan literally since I was 14 years old yeah. when I had to sneak having a Little Wayne album because my dad didn't let the only rapper I was able to listen to for a while there Wilson was Ice Cube. Oh, and Tupac. Ice Cube. My dad's a huge Ice Cube fan, like legitimately. My dad, is, <laughs> my dad could keep. A hundred bars and running, my dad can spit it the whole way through, bro. I'm telling you right now. And I'm you've just, seen my pops. I'm just thrown off by the fact that it was okay for you to listen to Ice Cube, but not Lil Wayne. Because it's just it's like at that point in time, it's when he was doing the switch from gangsta ice cube to he was on it was in family movies. So it was like <laughs> So it was okay. It was okay. So you sitting okay. there watching uh uh Are We There Yet <laughs> while listening to No Vaseline is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was going on. Not at the same time. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Got I'm glad y'all said it all. But anyway, go back to what your point was. I don't know what it was anymore. I don't even I don't even know how we got here, dog. Ice Cube, like the fact that you get that you could vibe to Ice Cube, but not Lil Wayne. Like Ice Cube was just out here, Will Smith rapping. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was a very different thing. You know what it was? Come on, man. You know my pops, like he saw the tattoos on the face. He was like, Oh no. Let me get that one. Yeah, you can't I, listen. I can't do it. Can't I do can't it. Do it. Can't do it. Well, it's better than my dad. My dad didn't want me listening to hip hop at all. So, you know, hey, listen, he it's tried. Like, 
He tried to deter me by reading the lyrics out loud, which I'm going to tell you something. If you ever want to have a cringeworthy moment, have no, a 45 uh, year old white man read Lil Wayne pop bottles. No, you want to have a, a cringe moment. Have your 50 year old mama singing skeet, 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 and not I know what it means. And then I'm literally like, hey, mom, by the way, do you know what skeet means? She was like, what? Well, yeah, like he's it, it, the sweat, right? Because he said the sweat was because she only listened to the censored version. I was like, Mom, that's not what skeet means. And she was like, what do you, what do you think it means? It's like, I need you to think about it for a second. And she was like, I don't know. I was like, can I say it? She's like, yeah, you have free will to say. I said, he is talking about, and she said, wait, what? Hell yeah. To the windows. Yep. And that and the time I had to explain, uh, hold your head steady while milk the cow to my uncle. Cause he was singing that lyric. And I was like, Hey, unk, you may not want to do that, bro. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. That's <laughs> tough. That's uh, you had some tough moments there for sure. There you are. Uh, breaking down tough moments and mixed out <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into Locked On Mixed. <laughs> Locked On Mixed. <laughs> this show's Jump the Shark. That's it. You know, we always get to that moment where we know it's time to end the show. <laughs> We've now gotten there. Follow us on everything at Lockdown Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pack the Designer. (laughs) I really don't know how we get into some of the stuff we get into, but you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. Want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Bulls your first listen every single day for Pack the Designer. This has been Lockdown Bulls, man. We out, y'all. Make sure y'all go to Bulls Fest, man. Peace, y'all. See y'all at Bulls Fest.